0: This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hey guys, what's up? I'm winning to the Pondering Nerdcast episode 22. And today we have a very, very special guest with us tonight. Um, You know... We can't reveal just who it is just yet, but in about what less than a minute, we're gonna hear him. <laughs> um, but you know, let me introduce myself. I'm Lance John, I'm um, one of the co hosts of the Ponder Nerdcast, and with me here is Mikisha Brown. Hi there. You know, before we get started, just a little housekeeping here. Definitely check out GameRebellion.com. That's where you will find the main podcast, which is Pondering Nerdcast, there at that website, Uh, GameRebellion.com. It has, like, you know, all the, it's just beautiful. It's just more than just games, retro games, the articles and stuff like that. Check out the community as well. And without further ado,
1: here is Dave Fenoy. Tell me what I want to know. It will make things a lot less painful for you. In theory. I've got a little girl I'm trying to protect in here, too. You want to get violent, you old fuck? Well, come on! You better have a plan to kill me, though, because it's me before anyone else in here!
0: Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, this is the Pondery Nerdcast, and tonight we have with us is a very special guest, you know, besides Mickey. Hi. <laughs> is, um, is uh Dave Fenoy. Um, actor and producer, uh, you know, along uh, with many other accolades of um, just awesomeness. If you <laughs> you, if, you know, like just so. trying to trying to give you titles, just just do it justice. It's just your body of work over the last um, like uh, well, let's say thirty years uh, or so.
1: It's been. Well, let's just, uh, let's call it twenty five. Twenty five. Let's, okay. let's, let's not make me older than I am. I just... <laughs> um, yeah, it's,
0: it's just been amazing like you know looking at your stats and just looking at everything i mean i've grown up with your voice and yeah it's didn't even realize it i was like oh like this is super cool you know like (laughs) beyond just just mind-blowing for me as a as a you know as an avid gamer
1: okay well you got to be careful now because uh those kinds of comments will make my head Gets so big, I won't be able to keep my headphones on. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's.
2: Well, your fan base goes hard for you. I mean, yes. They love you. It's really awesome reading all of the comments online and on Twitter. Your followers are just so in awe of your voice. And honestly, so am I. When, when I first <laughs> heard you on the call, I kind of like went a little gaga like oh my god he's the voice of
1: hulu well lance you need to take advantage of that later on yes Ah! (laughs) i'll I'll definitely i'll
0: try (laughs) Uh, so uh now i've read um some of your bio stuff here that we've did some research and something interesting popped up for me specifically that you got your beginnings as a dj back um i believe this was like the early 90s late
1: 80s well you know um yeah i was a dj i'm not sure that i would call that my beginning though uh Uh, but you know it's it's kind of like when we say prehistory um you know when when was that uh human beings are on the planet for a long 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 time and then at some point we put a a stake in the ground and said okay this is where history begins right (laughs) uh you know, it's like if we decided uh, that, you know, history didn't start until there was television or something like that. True. Uh, yeah. I, I really, there were a lot of things in my career or in my life that uh, set me on the path to where I am now and what I'm doing that I had no idea uh, was part of my path, but it was. I was a child actor in Cleveland, Ohio, going to Karamu House, acting in plays and I was a musician for a while. I did modern dance, uh all all kinds of artistic things that um I think uh contributed to um my career later on once I decided, "Oh, I'm going to do I'm going to be a voice actor for a living."
0: Oh, nice. Um but when did you like this was like when you know, when was that day that that you just realized like I can do this for a living. They could, you know, and this is something like I just want to I just want so badly.
1: Well, you know, I was uh it was in the eighties. Um, I was actually about nineteen eighty, eighty one, I was just getting my radio career started after being uh not having so successful a music career. I was a singer songwriter, thought I was gonna grow up to be a rock and roll star, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> So, uh, I went into radio to keep me close to music and I did find success there. I had moved from Washington DC, uh, to San Francisco and started knocking on the radio doors and, uh, very quickly, uh, started working and, uh, became the morning man at, uh, KDIA, the boss of the Bay, KDIA. And then, uh, uh, KSOL 107.7 KSOL with more music. Um, wow, well, it's it's all still right there, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, during my career as a jock, uh, I had a buddy that early on, uh, he was leaving the station one day and uh, hey, where you going, man? He said, I'm going across going across town to uh, going over to the city. We were in Berkeley, and he was on his way to San Francisco to do some voiceover work. Hmm. And he says, I make more money doing that than I do on the radio. And a light bulb went off. Hmm. And I said, well, voiceover work, what's that? And he goes, you know, commercials, cartoons, uh, narrations, you know, just voicing that stuff. And uh, I thought, wow, that sounds cool. I'd love to do that. So uh, I did nothing about it for about two years, <laughs> <laughs> but the light bulb just would not go off. So um, I started, uh, you know, doing some inquiries. I found somebody to give me a voiceover lesson. It uh, turned out it was a Smurfette from oh, the Smurfs. Wow. And, uh, she gave me my first voiceover lesson and, and, uh, paid her 50 bucks. And basically she said, nah, go ahead. You're ready to go, sweetheart. You're ready. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Um, so I, I kind of jumped in and made a really bad demo tape, uh, sent it over to an agent, Joan Spangler in, uh, uh, San Francisco and, uh, expected a call at any day shortly after she got it. I just knew I'd be getting a call and. A week or two went by, nothing, and I called and, you know, they said they took a message and another week or two went by. Well, it was a number of weeks before I was able to reach her. She never reached out for me. Hmm. And uh, she said, uh, well, come on in, let's talk. So I went in and basically she said, well, you know, you're, you're, you got some talent, but your demo sucks. Come <laughs> back and see me in six months. Um, and I did. I fixed my demo. I went back and saw her in six months. She signed me. And I I think I booked the very first thing I did. Not that that was a regular occurrence at that point in my career. But uh, I was working about once every couple of months. And another buddy of mine, Toby Gleason, uh, we started about the same time. And uh, suddenly he started booking more often than I was. And I asked him how, and he said, "Well, uh, I'm taking some classes." So I, I started taking some voiceover classes, and uh, which I highly recommend to people uh, if you want to get into voiceover. Learn, learn, learn what you're going to do. And uh, after taking these classes for a few months, uh, I took a, a weekend workshop, and a agent from Los Angeles had come up to San Francisco to teach it. And at the end of it, she said, you know, you're kind of talented. If you ever want to come to L.A., we'd love to represent you. So, um, but I was a morning jock at the number one music station in town right then. So I was a little cocky. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, just as soon as I'm making as much money in voiceover as I am on the radio, I'll make that move. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, radio is a fickle young lady. And... um, They hired a new uh, consultant, and one day, February 9th, 1990, they fired the whole staff. Wow. So uh, when they did that, I kind of went, well, you know, that Lee Gilbert woman, she said she'd love to represent me down in L.A. Maybe I should uh, go on and make that move now. So I called her up, asked if she was serious. She said, well, yes. And uh, I, I needed to do a new demo, something about me and demos. But uh uh Do you did still have your de-
2: very first demo?
1: Um probably. Probably. Or probably it's in a uh you know, a box someplace. Far out. <laughs> no. No, I I won't be playing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be too embarrassing. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and and you know, back then, you know, I don't know how old you guys are, but that was back in the days of uh reel to reel and cassette tapes.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember those.
1: Yeah. The, anal- the age of analog as yes, opposed to the age yeah. of digital. Yeah, and sure. uh, so I did a new tape, and in May of 1990, I started coming down to Los Angeles. I had a house in the Bay Area, so I would drive down on Sunday nights or Monday morning. Uh, for a month, I stayed with an uncle. Another month, I stayed with a buddy. After two or three months, I rented an apartment I shared with another guy. But I was still commuting back. It took about eight, eight or nine months. I was commuting back every week, back up to the Bay Area because mm-hmm. uh, I was married and had a kid. And uh, it was about a year before I was able to move the family down. And fortunately for me, uh, things took off pretty well. Uh, I had some, some bumps. I ended up taking another job uh, as a morning jock on a jazz station for a little while uh, to get me over the hump. But uh, things got going, and sometime in the early 90s, one of my very first gigs, as a matter of fact, was a game gig. Uh, it was, it was uh, the RoboCop telephonic game. I played RoboCop. And people would dial 9, you know, it was a 976 number. You guys know anything about that?
0: Oh, I I remember. Um, I don't you read know about it. it in a
1: history book. No,
2: <laughs> I'll I have to admit, I did not know what a telephonic RoboCop game was. So I appreciate <laughs> you breaking it down for me. I'm I'm 34 years old. Oh, <laughs> uh, is... there,
1: babe, in the woods. Uh, but this was this was a game, the RoboCop game. You got your phone, you dialed the number, mm. and you heard my voice, and you you know you made vocal prompts or number prompts and it had you do other things and uh you know that way you you could win or lose or try again and it cost you x amount of dollars per minute so
0: (laughs) so it's almost like uh choose your own adventure sort of thing
1: yeah, kind of kind of yeah. like that. And on
2: the phone.
1: Yeah. On the phone. And guess what? We have phone games still. They're a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I bet. And <laughs> you don't have to dial
1: anything. It's just an app now.
2: So. Yeah, exactly. All you need is your phone. That's great.
1: So what else you want to know, we not?
2: <laughs> well, um, what do you think about the, the resur- not resurgent, but like the upswell of nerd culture today?
1: I actually think it's a wonderful thing. I'm excited by it. I'm not. I was kind of um, a jock nerd uh, because I'll, although I played football um, in, in high school and college, and in high school uh, I was you know dream team press star that kind of thing, scored a lot of touchdowns and whatnot. But but I was also president of the theater society, so I was also a guy that was uh, you know doing plays, writing plays, directing plays. Um, wow, so
2: you were also an artist. You were a jock, uh, yeah. You were an artist and you were a nerd.
1: <laughs> Re- Renaissance kid. Um, now that was before the age of uh, digital things, so I I couldn't make a clock and get arrested at school for it. Mm. Uh, like that kid in Texas. Yep. Yeah. We also uh,
2: stand with Ahmed.
1: Yes. We all stand with Ahmed. And, and, and I mean, how stupid. It, what it? What is that? It's a clock.
2: Yeah. We're sending
1: you to the principal's office. All right. Come on, kid. Tell us the truth. It's not a clock, is it? It's mm. a bomb, isn't it? Come on. Come on. Tell me. No. Yeah. Right, it's uh, a clock. What do you use it for? To tell time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yes. We're we're suspending you from school because you won't tell us it's a bomb. <laughs> it's not a bomb. All right. It's it's a hoax. You said it was a bomb, and it's not a bomb. No, I never said it was a bomb. Oh, the poor
2: kid in his NASA well, T-shirt. You know
1: you know what it's working for him now though yes it's sure. working for him now i'm gl- i'm glad that he's getting the attention he's getting the president is gonna have him out m.i.t is I- gonna have him over nice. uh it's this is a wonderful thing for him thanks to the stupidity of the school board there and the teacher he he mm-hmm. had yeah down there in Texas. right mm-hmm.
2: right wow but then you growing up as an artist as a jock et etc um the climate that you came up in in school do you think we, that that would have encouraged folks to and well and, we you and, know in we, the had, we had that you grew up in.
1: we had our nerds yeah now, i I grew up in the hood in cleveland but uh in seventh grade my parents sent me to a private boy school hmm. and uh, so suddenly i was thrown into a whole other world and uh, I got to see that the jock-nerd culture and the clash of the two uh, happens <laughs> no matter where you are. Uh-huh. Because we, we had plenty of kids who really just fell into the nerd category. They had no athletic ability whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and, and the jocks, you know, the rich jocks, these kids who were the, parent, the, 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 the sons of, of uh, corporate America, uh, lots of money. We had kids like, uh, there were four of them and every year their daddies bought them brand new cars, identical triumphs. There was another kid uh, whose dad bought him a, a new uh, Stingray every year. Hmm. A lot. I mean, we're talking people with guest houses bigger than most people's regular houses. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it I, I learned a lot, uh, being in that culture. And, uh, uh watching that but you know nerds were being picked on then but you know even then somehow i knew nerds would get their revenge because generally what happens is the jocks the really great jocks they peak early yes yeah the world belongs to them until about 21 get married have some kids and at by that 10th high school reunion they're fat going bald wives (laughs) have left them and they've, and they've got some chump change job. Meanwhile, nerd boy, uh, has blossomed. Yeah. He, he discovered he likes to jog and maybe lift weights or do karate as well as whatever, uh, mind boggling smart thing he was doing. Uh, and now all the pretty girls are going for him. Hmm. It all just, you know, you got to play the long game as I said. Revenge of the <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it's when you were going into voice acting, um, did you had any, uh, did you, ha- do you have any, um, you know, like influences for that particular thing? Like, um, do you, you know, it was like, who was your biggest influence in, to doing this sort of job?
1: Uh, well, you know, Percy Rodriguez, I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, he was a black man. He was Canadian. Uh, he was a voice of Pacific Bell here in California for a lot of years. He did a lot of the horror movies. Mm. Uh, he was a, a big influence He had a voice like this, Pacific Bell, Pacific Telesis Company. Wow. Oh, wow. And he did lots of movie trailers. Uh, also, Adolf Caesar, uh, a stage actor out of New York. Uh, another brother uh, who did a lot of voiceover. Uh, Greg Morris uh, from Mission Impossible fame. Mm. Okay. And and actually uh, you know, he was a big influence, did a lot of uh voiceover work and, and oddity of oddities in life. Uh his daughter and son are now very good friends of mine. Wow. Oh, wow.
2: Amazing. That's wow. Cool. Do you have any mentees that are under your wing?
1: Currently? <laughs> uh well you know I'm I'm teaching. What, was that was that cough intentional? <laughs> no, that was that was a real cough. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that wasn't no that... I, I I would have given it to you, you know, the real cough was a real cough. I would have been like,, <coughs> <laughs> uh, just to let you know it wasn't real okay. but um I do some teaching, so I'm not sure that I would have uh, I don't have any one particular person that I've taken under my wing. Hmm. Uh, but I am teaching now uh, workshops, uh, voice acting for video games uh, that I'm taking on tour. I've been doing it for a couple of years up in San Francisco and uh this year i added uh atlanta and dallas wow. and las vegas Wonderful. and we we have plans of adding you know uh denver orlando new york washington dc uh, uh some other cities mm-hmm. any place they want me to come and teach how to do this stuff nice
0: <laughs> that's hey do it <laughs> get it out there oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah and uh, that's pretty cool it's very cool so you sound like you you had uh, you know some of the giants in that industry to just look up to and just, um, to hone your craft and uh, moving forward.
1: Well, you know, yeah. there, there were the people that I knew about, but mm-hmm. as a kid, I used to imitate, uh, all the cartoons that I liked, you know, so I was doing deputy dog and, mm-hmm. you know, bugs, bunny and Mickey and, and, and all the, the cartoon characters from back in the day. And, and, uh, Yogi bear, hey, boo, boo. Um, uh, <laughs> And of course, they're completely different uh, characters now, which is why you were going. Who the hell is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think uh, me and Mickey are old
0: enough to know who those uh, guys are. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, what is um? You know, I guess one thing I'm sure other like some of our listeners would probably want to know. Maybe the ones out there who want to get involved with um or try to get into voice acting. Like, what do you do to prepare for a role? Uh, I, I should let people know that you know you've done many many video games over the years.
1: I'm uh, up around 140 games, I think.
0: Wow,
2: awesome!
1: Um, and I've got some great titles coming out that I can't tell you about. There okay. is the oh, in uh, uh, a non-disclosure agreement, the NDAs. Mm. Uh, but it's a. Uh, also, I should also mention I do a lot of other things in voiceover as well, but. I have gotten some notoriety for video games that kind of co- has coincided with the popularity of video games. Um hmm. but how to answer your question, uh get training, uh, acting lessons. Um and how do I prepare for a role? R- your most of your preparation is in learning how to be a good actor. Hmm. Uh but when you get an audition uh that's how you win a role. You audition. They like your audition. You bring uh, that character to life. You bring his word. You take those words off the page and, and give them life. And when you get, by the time you get booked, uh, you, you already created that character. Now it's just uh, a little dialing him in, honing him a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you really have to do it in the audition and when I'm teaching, I tell people there there really is no such thing as an audition. There are only performances.
0: Hmm. I dig
1: that. I really dig that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, you uh, know, it's true. it's. I was having a talk with uh, the director I was working with today, um, and she does some teaching as well. Mm-hmm. And I asked her what uh, what was her main what was her main focus when she teaches. Uh, and even though she said it in a different way, it really kind of came down to the same thing, which I discover all the time when I talk to other voice actors and other voice acting coaches who are good. Um, you know, it's got to be believable. It's got to be, no matter what crazy world uh, the character you're playing is in, it has to be believable in that world. And uh, I always tell people what's your character thinking? What's he feeling? And what's he doing? what's the relationship he has with the person he's talking to and just have that character and instead of trying to make it happen with your mouth let the let the character do it and the words will come out just the way they're supposed to
2: hmm. That's awesome. Um uh that actually has uh a lot to do with my next question which I was kind of marinating about and I'm, I wanna, I want I want to ask you um you're investment or engagement level in a character, right? Does it have Mm -hmm. to do with uh, the story of the game itself, or do you just go all in with every character that you play?
1: Well, I go in with every character that I play. I go all in. And a lot of times you don't know what the story is. Uh, One of the odd things about uh, voiceover work for video games is almost every gig, uh, with two exceptions that I can think of, uh, you are working by yourself. The nature of uh, video game post production is you you don't get to work in an ensemble like you would for say a cartoon a cartoon animation, mm. where you you'll you'll go through a I'm on Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, I play Korath, which if you watch the movie that was a Han Hansu part, mm. uh, but we have as many people in the cast working together as possible. Uh, you know, sometimes somebody can't make it or or whatever, but you're still you you have you've got people's lines to bounce off of, their their energy. You don't generally have that in a video game. Uh so you may be saying lines uh to someone you have no clue who they are. Hmm. Uh and especially older style video games, uh that actually was the norm. You had a set of greeting lines, a set of taunting lines A set of I need help lines, a set of uh, I'm killing you lines, a set of, uh, you know, I killed you and now I'm celebrating lines, a set of, oh, I'm dying. I need help lines uh, that could have been said to anybody. Once you have the character's persona down, uh, you just go. Mm. Uh, But nowadays, thanks to games like The Walking Dead game and Last of Us and Mm. uh, Borderlands and uh, Fables or, or, or The Wolf Among Us uh games are becoming much more narrative uh storyline means much more um i'm on uh it hasn't come out yet but it will come out soon uh, minecraft uh minecraft is one of the biggest games in the world but uh very soon there will be minecraft uh in story mode mm. um and i'm very fortunate to have a Nice juicy part on it. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that's right. Really cool. uh, but it's taking what wasn't really a narrative game and turning it into a narrative game.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, because um, I've I have I've, I will admit
0: I have not played Minecraft at all since it's been out. I've seen like my little cousins and stuff play it but yeah to 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 add that narrative to that game that's i might just pick it up because i really want to see what that's all about you know oh there you go there you go um uh and speaking of the characters you've played over the years um who's like who's been your favorite role to play thus far
1: that's like asking to choose among your children Who's your favorite? Well, but I'm going to give you uh, an answer. mm -hmm. I've gotten to play a lot of great characters, uh, many of whom I really, really enjoyed playing. But Lee Everett from The Walking Dead game has Mm -hmm. given me so many gifts. Uh, The game won about 100 Game of the Year awards. I was nominated for Best Performance in a Video Game. Several times, five or six times, hmm. uh, including a BAFTA. I got to go to London, uh, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts Awards. They include movies, TV, and video games because nice. they're, the, they're ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was just a, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime uh, gift that uh, Lee Everett gave me. Hmm. And also because of that, I got what you call the look-back. And like you said, uh, wow, I didn't even realize I was listening to your voice all these years. Yeah. Um, probably the reason you know it was me was because of the Walking Dead game and the people go, wow, Dave, wow, it's a great performance. Uh, what else has he done? <laughs> this guy came out of nowhere. Oh, no, I guess he's been on like 80 games before this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: right. Very few of us are overnight sensations.
2: The Walking Dead, right? Um that game has such an importance of an impersonality and, and emotion and i'm i'm playing a game right now it's called life is strange games like that do you what, what do you think about them do you think that they add to the body of games that should oh. be do you can it oh, well like that?
1: it's not a matter of should this is what is happening this is where the world is going mm-hmm. and not many people think about this but Video games are a revolution and an evolution in human entertainment. I'll tell you why. From the time of cavemen coming back to the cave to tell the story of the hunt. Yeah, I killed that saber-toothed tiger. He was coming up on me and I saw him and I jumped to the side and I hit him with my spear. But, the, but my flint broke off. So I had to jump over his back and I took one of its own teeth and stabbed him in the neck. And that's how I got him. And everybody else just got to listen. And they might go, oh, wow, great story. They might go, oh, yeah, really, this is some bull. <laughs> uh, and from that time to stories of, of creation from African griots to Homer's, uh, uh, the, the Iliad, the Odyssey, uh, to opera, to television, to Shakespeare, all of it, all of it. It was a one-way situation. There were the performers, the storyteller, and there was the audience. With video games now, you are part of the storytelling. What you do, the decisions you make on a game like The Last of Us, like The Walking Dead, uh, like the game you're playing, will cause different outcomes. That has never happened in human history before the age we're living in right now.
2: Right. Right on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um... Some, I've I've heard, I've heard different opinions of gamers and gamer culture as being this like monolithic thing, right? And, you know, you have your different groups of games and different, um, different types of games and stuff. And for me, the the more diverse, the better. I I like variety and, you know, it's just, it reaches more people that way and there's more money to be made, right? In industry. And, um, but for some folks, um... And not so much. Like they're, they're, well, they'll know, say, I... "Oh, well, these games are too. It encompasses too many things. It's too. It's too uh, frou frou, or like
1: it's just yeah." But you know, just like any other entertainment, not everything is for everybody. There are people who like the bang bang shoot 'em ups. There are people who like, you know, we, we we've got you know, action flicks, chick flicks, comedies, buddy movies. Uh, we, you know, we, we, we've got the very highbrow <laughs> films and, and what not, and we've got the slapstick comedy. So there's something for everybody. And, uh, most people, uh, pick and choose from that buffet of, of opportunities, uh, for entertainment. You know, I, 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 like a lot of different things I, you know, uh, they're TV shows that I like that are just nuts, and some that are serious that I just like. So, uh, I think most people choose uh, a variety of genres and have some genres they can't stand. Uh, That's okay. There's a market for everybody. Right on. And speaking of markets, um,
0: I've seen that you did a bit of production work with a short movie. uh, It was a short called um, Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You you mind telling us a little bit about that process? Like, you know, what was that like for you doing that?
1: Well, um, uh, I also did another one. Um, uh, uh, Solomon Solomon Bernstein's bathroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, there was a a period in my career where uh, some things had dropped off a little bit. I wasn't working as much as I liked. And uh, I decided, well, let me learn how to do some other things. I'm in Hollywood. Uh, Maybe movie making is for me. So I went to UCLA and took a course in uh, making the short film. And part of that course was doing a short film. And I I joined a a filmmaker society called uh, Filmmakers Alliance here. That's a cooperative group. Uh, that's still around. I, I'm not involved with them anymore, but they're still around and still making films and helping each other make films. Mm. Uh, and uh, I joined them and we made with a, a, a guy who became a good friend of mine, Sandy Calora, who was a who wrote uh, Solomon Bernstein's Bathroom. And uh, he's a creature effects guy. Mm. Uh, so we did that movie on about a thirty thousand dollar budget. And um, we won some awards with that. And then uh, shortly after that, um, I was asked to produce uh, the movie Sweet and uh, Did, which was uh, a much shorter film. And it also won some awards. I also uh, produced some uh, commercials uh, during that time and uh, a couple trailers for some movies that didn't get made. And then decided, you know what? I'm really a voice artist. I'm not really a producer. Uh, that's too many headaches, too many phone calls, uh, too many arguments to solve, too much money to raise, uh, and I I step back away from that and and back into voiceover full time.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's man. Like you said, you were a Renaissance kid, and now you're a Renaissance man.
1: <laughs> so.
2: I have some fun rapid fire questions. If you're game.
1: Okay. If I'm uh, game. a <laughs> um, Yeah. Like, my, I, I'm not a my joystick. Yeah, there go. There go. Well then, um, <laughs> get to know me first. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> um, well, I'm not a usual host, so I'm pretty new to this whole thing. <laughs> um, that's why I, I, I don't know. I kind of wanted to have a little fun with it. Um, uh, so, okay, I'll just uh, go for it. Paper or plastic? Paper. Okay. Uh, favorite color?
1: Um, earth tones.
2: Okay. Um, hmm. The number zero or the number one?
1: <laughs> probably the number one. Have rather have something than nothing.
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh, in front of the camera or behind the camera?
1: Uh, probably in front of the camera. You know, I'm a show off.
2: <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Losing your vision or losing your hearing.
1: Wow, you're cruel. <laughs> I, 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 rapid I, fire. Yeah, and and the rapid fire is. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't. I I can't imagine living without either, but I suppose probably my eyesight, because then I could, uh, uh, I don't know. No, 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 I don't know. I have no idea.
2: I I withdraw that question. That's just not fair.
1: (laughs) That's a Sophie's choice if ever I heard one.
2: (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you for for indulging me. For playing along.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid I'm going to go blind or not be able to hear, man.
2: You sure won't. No way. No way.
1: <laughs>
2: you know what? Are your vocal cords insured? Is that even possible? And if it, if it is, you should totally insure
1: yours. Well, you know, I, I imagine it is possible, but I don't have them insured. I just try to take uh, real good care of my voice. Um, I try not to shout unless I'm in a game uh, or the 49ers are winning. Um, I... You learn over the years how to, you know, stay away from kids that are coughing. If somebody's sick, and just go the other way. Uh, eat healthy so that, uh, you know, your immune system is strong. Those kinds of things.
0: Hmm. That's really, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. That <laughs> is <laughs> to me. I have a few friends who are, you know, singers and, um, you know, they usually tell me the same thing. Um, but how they take care of their vocal cords?
1: Oh yeah, uh, and uh, and one of the things I've noticed is is people when they're young don't always realize that um, some skills diminish, strength diminishes, mm. uh, and health can diminish. So take care of this temple that is your body mm. uh, because it's the only one you got.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And,
1: yeah. And um, wh-
0: wh- wise word to live by. Wise word to live by. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I can dig all that. Uh, all right. Well, we are pretty much out of questions. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been a gracious, gracious guest, uh, and oh, you know, well, thank you. Um, Nate is, you know, profusely sorry you couldn't be here,
1: but you know, um, hopefully, well, I, I've got I've got something to say to Nate. Okay. Neener neener neener. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he's
2: not biting into his towel right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> um, he will love that.
0: Uh, you know, maybe at some other point, you know, we we'll, maybe we'll get you back on the show. That'd be great. You know, uh, if not, hey, it's you know, I know you're a busy guy and you got a lot of great things coming up. Uh, you know, just from looking at your IMDb and just looking at your, you know, just your sheet of just, well, like I said, lustrous career. We have yeah. not well, heard and, the
1: last and, uh, of Dave. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to uh uh tell you this and you're you're kind of hearing this first actually. Ooh. Um, <laughs> part of the reason I forgot about this interview, I'd gotten a call today um from a, a gaming company in Europe. I had briefly met them uh when I was in uh the Persian Gulf uh, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was already going to go to uh IGN uh, convention in Bahrain and then Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. and in between there they're having a world championship gaming event oh. in the Maldives the Maldives wow! and they have invited me to come and be a judge and be a presenter oh and are, be a part of a uh, documentary movie on the event uh, that they're doing and that just happened today and that kind of blew my mind um and made me forget everything uh because so, so it looks like uh come the first of october end of this month mm-hmm. a, a, a week a week from now yeah. two weeks from now yeah a week and a half actually i'll be flying off to the mid-east and won't be home until uh for three weeks almost
0: wow wow, wow
2: does your does your wife get to go with you
1: <laughs> unfortunately no
2: oh, okay uh,
1: and i'm bummed about that
2: lots of skype calling <laughs>
1: oh yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely and my last question is
0: how do you keep those dreads looking so epic
1: <laughs> I well you know it. it's it's really a no fuss, no muss hairdo. Oh, um, and I, you're just
2: pretty, you're just pretty. (laughs) I I
1: have, I have threatened for years to come up with a little FAQ to hand people because I, (laughs) I get zillion. Is that all your hair? So do you wash that? How how do you get it to stay like that? Is it a wig? Is there a weave in that? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been growing it? You know, um, and it's, you know, I've, it's been about uh, 18, 19 years um, that I've been growing these. And um, I just, you know, early on, you have to twist them up a lot. Mm-hmm. The longer they get, the less often you have to twist the roots. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably about due for a twist now. Oh. <laughs> Got to get <laughs> twisted, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for
1: wow. sure. For Mr. sure. Yeah, Mr. Fanoi. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. You know, well, Lance uh, and Mickey, you guys have been wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yes, you, you, you as well.
0: It's, it's been a pleasure for me personally. Coolness. <laughs> so well, uh,
1: let me let me uh, you know um, all the fans that are watching you guys or listening to you guys uh, follow me at Dave Fenoy on Twitter, and uh, I'm on Instagram too um i was gonna say friend me on facebook but i'm right at about five thousand, so
2: <laughs> i don't
1: think i can take any more friends but please do like my fan page dave finoy voice actor
2: mm-hmm. yes and, and yeah. all of the teaching opportunities that they oh yeah if you go to my website
1: uh, you'll find out where i'm you know gonna be where i'm gonna be teaching all those good things um, and you know, I, I'm enjoying my career. My mother always said I should be a school teacher mm-hmm. and I used to laugh at her. And here I am, uh, among other things that I do teaching. Yeah.
2: And- does your mom know that your, your, uh, picture is on
1: a flask? I
2: well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, want that fun. flask. <laughs> oh,
1: well, you know, they're for sale. Just buy it. Yeah. Um, you know, my What's mom, up? my mom is, uh, she just turned 95. Wow. And, and, um, you yeah, know, I, I saw her
2: picture on, uh, on your Instagram. Beautiful woman.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I got good jeans. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and she kind of sort of understands what I do, but, N- not She knows I'm, I'm a voice actor, and, you know, when she hears me, I used to do, like, promos for some of the soap operas on CBS. Mm. That she could share with her friends. <laughs> uh, you know, when I'm uh, doing a narration for National Geographic or something, that she can share with her friends. Mm. But none of her friends have any inkling of what the video game industry is all about. <laughs> so... She just has to, oh, okay. Well, and you're going someplace to sign autographs because of the video? Okay. All right, son. Well, good I'm proud of you. <laughs> I have no clue what you're doing, but I'm very happy for you. <laughs>
0: oh, man. That sounds just like my mother, actually. <laughs> and mine. Oh,
1: so many mothers. Yes. And we
0: love them all. We love oh, our mothers. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I encourage the fans out there, please check out um, Dave Finoy's Instagram. It's just full of just awesomeness to me. <laughs> I just love all the pictures you take. taken. It's just so much personality, and I love Oh, it. thanks, man. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Lance. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Uh, and you kids love each other. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, and that was the interview with Dave Fennoy. Uh Definitely check out his Facebook Uh, Twitter, Instagram, everything that he mentioned... Uh, don't forget to check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, you know, just look for Ponder Nerds or Ponder Nerdcast. Uh, don't forget to check out gamerebellion.com and, you know, and also we, you know, rate us and, you know, rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. You know, it actually helps out, you know, you know, find us on Stitcher on TuneIn Radio and various, just pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. We're there. All right. And till next episode, guys, we love you for listening. Bye.